Clock is still ticking, Mark. We're getting closer. We are approaching June the 1st. And what's up, everybody? Uh, Welcome back. Uh, That's our countdown to Pride Month clock. Uh, We are on the clock right now for June 1st. And Joe, you can bet your ass it's going to be out of control this year. But we'll get to to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, as as they like to say. So this is our second episode of the week. Episode 52 of Thinking Logically. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Appreciate all of you guys, all the feedback we're getting, all the listeners across the world. Uh, who are who are downloading and listening to us? Just two dads over here talking about what the mainstream media refuses to talk about, and uh, we are gonna. We had so much uh, information from our Tuesday episode that we're gonna. We wanted to jump on here and record a second episode of the week. Uh, we have more uh, information here regarding Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, we're gonna give you a clandestine update on Twitter. Uh, we're gonna get into our disclose segment, headlines from around the world. Uh, we have some uh, new UFO information that uh, came to light uh, recently on the Joe Rogan podcast and a whole host of other topics, Joe, that we're going to get into. So we're going to start off with our new cover art. Uh, if you guys noticed on uh, downloading on Apple podcasts, we have a new cover art. Joe, explain the background behind that. So it's a oil painting. It's actually, it's a meme of our heads on it, but it's an oil painting of uh, the death of Socrates. And I believe that's a French painting from Jacques-Louis David from 1787. And basically, for those that don't know Socrates, is he was sentenced to die because his ideas were against those of Athens. But he didn't try to avoid death by apologizing for his actions because he thought it was morally right to stand by his principles. And I can't think for anything better for this podcast than that cover art right now. So, with everything that's going on in the world. It's our best cover art so far. So, so far. kudos to you for that one. I hope we stick with that for a while. I actually thought it was like Cicero or some, something like that from the Roman Republic. I wasn't exactly sure. What, but, what no, they made, him, they made him drink a poisonous potion of i don't know if it was poison sumac or, or what i can't i honestly i don't know what it is hemlock what it was, but hemlock that's what it was <laughs> and uh yeah he had to drink it and kill himself because his ideas were too rash too rash uh, awesome. greek philosophy was just too much for for it back then so. yeah okay uh that's awesome so we are going to get off with our first topic here and this is Jordan Neely. Joe, explain who Jordan Neely is and what the story's about. So, uh, for me to explain, I can explain it how the left has explained it and people like AOC have. I can explain it like how people on the right have, or I'll just try to explain it down the middle. So, what happened was video surfaced of um, a man who I think was a former Marine putting an African American man, not that race matters, in a chokehold on a New York City subway. Um, passenger train and there's been back and forth on what exactly happened in this situation supposedly the man was being confrontational and verbally aggressive um i don't know but this is uh a take from darth crypto on the situation and um on twitter aka jesse feinberg um don't forget we were banned for challenging the george floyd narrative and now we can tell the truth. 
Jordan Nered, Jordan Jordan Neely was a mentally ill and very dangerous homeless man. The media will portray him as they did with other black men whose deaths were largely the result of criminal conduct. Now, we look at some headlines from the media, though. Who was Jordan Neely? Friends recall sweet kid, talented performer, killed in subway chokehold. This is from The Independent. New York was not a safe city for Jordan Neely. This is from Curbed. It's a New York outlet. I was always in awe seeing him dance. I guess he was a Michael Jackson impersonator. And um, this is from the Daily News. Shocked father of chokehold victim Jordan Neely recounts son's hard life. He loved Michael Jackson, as if, as if that matters. But what, what we're seeing in the media is them trying to make this another George Floyd. But there's a problem. There was a freelance journalist who, just playing devil's advocate, I will question the, the, the fact that what are the odds there was a freelance journalist on the train as well. But it is New York City. And this is from the freelance journalist who was on the train. His name is Juan Alberto Vasquez. Um, he was headed to Yonkers from Brooklyn on the F train when it pulled up to the 2nd Avenue stop in Manhattan. That's where nearly boarded around 2 p.m. on Monday. He started yelling, Vasquez said in an interview on Thursday evening, a day after he was interviewed by the police. He started lamenting that he didn't have food, he didn't have water. From what I understood, he was yelling that he was tired, that he didn't care about going to jail. Nilly did not ask for anything and was, not a- and was acting in a very violent way, in a very dramatic way. At one point, spiking his jacket to the floor so hard that the zippers can be heard upon impact. The people who were sitting around him, they were scared, and they stood up and moved around the train car as Neely stood in place and kept screaming. So I, I, I just, I, I don't understand. Why is the media trying to paint this guy out like a, a great citizen? He, he was arrested something like 40-some times, Mark, and some of these were for violent acts. Was the guy that strangled him charged with murder? No, because it's not. I mean, is it murder? It's it's homicide because that's the definition of when someone is killed by another means. You know, there's suicide. There's there's homicide. You weren't you didn't kill yourself. You were killed by something else or someone else. It doesn't mean it was murder. It, he didn't murder. He, he, right, look. right. Yeah, I see that here. I'm, I actually had to look this up. I just googled it, and it says. Protest plan in New York City as DA considers charges in subway chokehold death of Jordan Neely. That's as of about an hour ago. Listen. Wait, wait, what would it really? Yes. Hmm. That's as of, as of one hour ago. Jordan Neely. Well, this is from uh, this is from AOC on Twitter. And this is what I mean. They're they're trying to make this guy out. It has nothing to do with race. It has there's a problem in New York City. And it stems with crime and, and letting people out on, on bail after violent acts. And they, they, you get tons of repeat offenders. Yeah. That, that's the main issue here. And look what AOC says. Jordan Neely was murdered. But because Jordan was houseless, she, notice she didn't say homeless. Well, they don't say homeless anymore, Joe. It's, no. it's either homeless or you're unhoused. That's the new liberal, politically correct way to say someone is living on the street. Hilarious. And he was also crying for food at a time when a city is raising rents and stripping services to militarize itself, while many in power demonize the poor. The murderer, the murderer gets protected with passive headlines and no charges. Passive headlines, dear Lord. It's disgusting. This is from AOC. This is from AOC. Well, luckily, Community Notes came to the rescue, and I, I think for some reason they're, they're deleted off here, but it, it explains that he was arrested 
40 some times. Wow. And this guy was a Michael Jackson impersonator? Yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen this in... Okay, this is... This is a prior record. He had 42 prior arrests between 2013, 2013 and 2021, including four for assault. That's one, two, three, four for assault, and others for less severe charges. Um, at the time of his death, he had one active warrant for assault. Multiple members of Congress and politicians. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. Wow. So listen, listen to this. This is from Yana Presley. I think she's a House member. Yeah, um, he was thirty years old. Black men deserve to grow old, not be lynched on a subway because they were having a mental health crisis. He was having a Jordan deserved better. Accountability now. This is from Jabari Bricefort. I don't know who that is. Jordan nearly was lynched. He had no food, no water, no safe place to rest. He had the audacity to publicly yell about the massive injustice, so they killed him. This is this is a gross. They're trying to make this guy out to be another George Floyd, who was George Floyd was no saint. He beat a pregnant woman, and was paying with a with a with a forged twenty dollar bill, and was high on so many drugs. He'll definitely be martyred by the left for sure. Um, but I saw Candace Owens say something that she has no sympathy for someone like this. She said, "If you are a, this is what Candace Owens basically said. I'm paraphrasing. If you know if you are presenting a threat." To her or her family, she said, I will put you in a chokehold. And it sounds like what this guy was doing on the train, not one, not two, but three people had to restrain this guy. And unfortunately, he died. How many times have you seen someone getting beat? You you see the videos on Twitter and Instagram of people, or or what's the world star, um, people just getting beat on subways. Like It's it's scary. I've been on a New York subway plenty of times. It can be a completely normal experience. It can be downright frightening. Right. It's either one or the other. Usually, yes. Usually, yes. Interesting. So, do you want to um, do you want to do you want to move on to something more racial or? <laughs> we so, but Joe, set the stage for us on this one. I mean, do you think that there's going to be protests and riots? Do you think this is going to be? Some sort of national uprising like George Floyd, Antifa. What do you see happening with this situation? Well, don't forget, regardless of what's happened, what's going to happen with this, it's too early. There's nothing. There's nothing at stake right now. Like there's an election. The, the election's over a year away. This is way too. Early. You're you're over a year ahead of it on this. So I, I, I don't know. They're trying to stir the pot, but I, I feel like. The community notes on Twitter totally ruined all these people's argument about being about race. It had nothing to do about race. If it was a white guy that got choked up by another, but there was another black guy, I think, helping hold the guy down. Right. It's not about race. It's about it's about acting normal in society. Is that too much to ask for in 2023? Well, I also heard Candace Owens say something about the chief things. The United States has become too soft on mental health. You know, we're being too empathetic too sympathetic to people with mental health and that we should take a firmer and stronger stance with people who are having mental health problems instead of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, coddling them. You got to start at the top of the, that, that, this problem will never be fixed. It'll take decades or centuries because it starts with big pharma because that's where the mental health 
starts from. Also, the border that's wide open, causing fentanyl and other hard drugs to come over that make people freaking crazy. Uh, there's you're right. never gonna have a chance. You're never gonna have a chance. So. Right. Well, let's say in New York City, Joe, uh, talking about Barstool Sports. Um, I heard about this yesterday. I believe the situation happened Wednesday, uh, where one of the big Barstool personalities, Mincy, was live He's streaming. He's a top ten. He's a top that? ten, probably. Yeah, uh, live streaming a a song he was rapping, and to the and he had the lyrics of them, and he used the, I believe it was an the end was it the N word or, or a racial slur that were that was in the lyrics. That happened on the live stream. And to make a long story short, Barstool Sports didn't want to fire him. Erica Nardini, CEO, Dave Portnoy, founder, Dan Katz, a.k.a. Big Cat, lobbied to keep him. But the parent company, Penn National Gaming, stepped in and said, no, he's fired uh, because they were worried about their excuse was regulators uh, regarding their casino business. So this was a big thing in the Barstool world. Joe, what do you have on this? Let's just play the video for clarity so you can hear what got this man fired. And, I mean, I, I don't I don't hate the guy. I don't love Mincy on Barstool. He wasn't my favorite, but he wasn't a bad guy. No one could argue that. But let's just play the four-second clip that got this man um, fired and then later executed, I believe, for singing this song on live stream. You can tell he tries to like catch himself as soon as he like <laughs> I feel it's I don't care. It's funny. It's a word. It's in a song. A man's life has ended because he repeated the word of the song on live stream and then apologized for it and knew that he messed up. What what? what? But but Snipping children's weenies off is fine. Yeah. I will say this. I will say this, which is kind of suspect. In the video, in the video, he is wearing a white robe. It is the morning, but is he a clan member? I don't know. He's wearing a white, a white robe in the video. It could be just his morning robe. I don't know. The show's called, I believe, Wake Up with Missy. Yeah. He's wearing a white robe, Mark. Does that does that prove he's actually a grand cyclops in the Ku Klux Klan? Uh, I, I feel bad about the situation. I mean, obviously he he made a mistake, but uh, apologized for it. It wasn't like he was using the word in, in some other context. But you know, for in regards to Barstool, I mean, they sold the company or, or most of the company, if not all, to Penn National Gaming, and really can't even make their own HR decisions. Personnel decisions were, you know, with something like this because the parent company comes in and says, "No, this is what this is what we're doing," you know. So, uh, Dave Portnoy uh, said this would be, you know, detrimental to Barstool, and then their stock was down twelve percent the next day. Penn National stock. Okay, playing devil's advocate because you said what you you, you did say what he said was wrong, and maybe it is. I don't know, but just playing devil's advocate, was it wrong if he were, let's say. If he had one great grandparent that was black, should he be allowed to say that? I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate because this this is how the Nazis did it with Jews. Yeah. At what point at what point do we say it's a word in a song? Let it go. 
I I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. You know, I think it's just reflective of overall the society we live in today. That the eugenic society where we have to determine how much blood is, how much yeah. African-American blood is in that man's system. If he can say the word yeah. with an A or, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about Mike McDaniel from the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Joe, right? He could... That was the funniest, that headline, oh, who was it from? It might have been from Vice, who's now defunct, I believe. They're going out of business. But it might have been from Vice where they were so mad that I think he got the offensive coordinator job for the 49ers that a white guy got it and he's half black. That, that article took the cake and they, I don't even know if they retracted it. Imagine that the whole article is about white supremacy in football. And the guy you're calling a white supremacist Nazi that got the job is actually half black. You just can't tell because you're so racist. He is the whitest half black man probably on planet earth. I like to see the black. Who do you think the blackest half white man is? (laughs) <laughs> was it Barack Obama? Might have been. Um, speaking of Vice News, Joe, how about them going out of business, bankrupt or whatever? They were they came on the scene, Joe. When was it? Probably ten years ago or so. They were on HBO only. They weren't even a channel. Yeah. I don't think they were on HBO. They had some. And they were great, libertarian then. Yeah, they had some great documentaries behind the scenes. Behind the uh, you know a lot of war type of type of documentaries where these these reporters were on the front lines in these war torn countries and some of the most dangerous places on earth, they were cutting edge. And then they went woke. Go woke, go broke. When are people going to realize that this is going to happen to more and more businesses? They put the marketing uh, executive from Anheuser Busch on leave. Uh, that chick, she's now probably out of a job. And they had another executive take over the marketing and advertising for Anheuser-Busch because they realized that this was a major, major mistake. So, like I said last episode, Joe, we got to keep fighting back against this stuff. Keep pushing back. It's working. We just got to get purchasing more- power. Get- you have purchasing power, use it. That's, that's all you can really do. Yeah. All right, uh, what's next? Uh, CNN's top story. Yeah, so while all this is happening with, you know, we got, we'll get into this later with Russia being accused of attacking itself or something, and then this Jordan Neely story. What's CNN main, the main topic right now? You wouldn't be surprised. What if I told you that it was actually guns? Surprise, surprise. So this is CNN's Jake Tapper um, brought on, oh God, I, I can't remember this guy's name. He was the one that was on with Chris Como that showed a X-ray of Chris Como's chest whenever he had COVID, and he, he was like, "Them black spots aren't very good." And it, actually, it was his, it was Chris Como's heart. And this guy's supposed to be a doctor, but I'll just play the yeah. clip. And I'm just going to say, just as a point of privilege here, if I can, Sanjay, I guess Sanjay. we have decided as a society that we're going to live with this now. We're just going to our kids are going to get shot in school, people, patients are going to get shot in hospitals. This is just our our new reality. I'm just going to be asking you to bring more insight on air as to what these bullets actually do to our bodies because if we as a country have decided that this is our new reality uh i think we just need to do a better job of being explicit as to what this means exactly so so thank you so much but i'm giving you an assignment to bring uh, charts and pictures uh next time 
Sanjay Gupta, thank you so much. So that's Sanjay Gupta. If you don't remember, that's the same guy that was telling people on Sesame Street to get your child of at five years age vaccinated and boosted, and also the person who couldn't identify a heart on an X-ray to Chris Como. He's now going to give advice on what bullets do to the body. So I cannot wait for that segment, but it's going to be good, Mark. Yeah, I remember you being a big fan of Dr. Sanjay during the whole COVID, uh, COVID uh, ordeal. Yes. Okay. Um, moving on. All right. Let's Brooklyn, uh, let's go to women. Go ahead. Yeah. So this is going to lead. This is going to lead all the way into Ukraine. And everything. This is at a military recruitment conference or something. And there was a bunch of houses. I'm not going to play the whole clip, but um. This is Jose Vega at the end. And you remember we played a clip of him with Akeem Jeffries um, shouting at him about, uh, was it Seymour Hersh's reporting in Ukraine and in um, Nord Stream? Well, this is him and a buddy of his again. It's a three-minute clip. We'll just play it all. Again, going after Akeem Jeffries and a bunch of other people at this, um, whatever it is, this military recruitment conference or something. So here it is recruitment for the war against Russia and China. I'm only asking because it's a little hard to distinguish between Tehran and Ukraine nowadays. But you gladly bash Republicans, but you gladly unite when it comes to waging war on other parts of the planet. So, um, I'm, I'm, let me ask. Wait, let me ask. Which poor kid in the audience is going to be chosen to drop the first nuclear payload against Russia? That's the U.S. motto, right? Keep them poor and keep them in war. Right? That's what why aren't you, why aren't you making efforts to recruit peacemakers? Why aren't you recruiting peacemakers in the was in that uh, audio we played a couple of weeks ago. Was it was that the same guy, Joe? It sounds like the same guy. Like yeah, he, the second part was. you could. I, I cut about 30 yeah. seconds off uh, whenever. The, the guy in the very beginning was a different person. He mm-hmm. got thrown out, and then that guy immediately stepped up and, came, and finished off. Yeah. but Interesting. At least someone's stepping up, isn't afraid to make their voice heard, these town halls. Yeah. 
So last episode, did we cover the fact that that drone hit the Russian Kremlin or no? No, we did not. Okay, so so that happened on what day was it, Mark? We'll say Tuesday or what? It, it might have been Wednesday. that day. Yeah, it might have been that actual day. It might have been Wednesday. I can't remember. So that happened, and then the United the United States immediately accused Russia of being an attack on itself via a false flag, like Russia would attack its own Kremlin with a drone. I can't believe I heard the word false flag in the media, Joe. I did hear that. I know, right? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And and then also another source said, well, maybe it's Russia doing it on themselves so they have an excuse to go into a into go kill Zelensky. And I'm thinking, well, they really don't need an excuse to do that. So it doesn't make any sense at all. That and then they had the press briefing yesterday, Mark. And and they asked John Kirby, do you expect to ever be in a position to confirm whether the drone attack on the Russian Kremlin took place or not. And John Kirby, I'm not, you have to watch the video. Maybe you've seen it, Mark, but you haven't. He literally smirked at the camera and gave the like, I don't know, like type in don't know. And that emoji, he did that emoji. I'll play the video. Do you expect to ever be in a position to be able to confirm whether this drone attack took place or not? Okay. He just looks. He just looks at the camera, put his arms up, and smiles. Like, oh, I don't know, maybe they did it. That means that they probably did it. Oh my god! Oh my god! <sighs> For our listeners out there, this would be like uh, Russia sending down a uh, Hellfire missile, whatever they're called, from a drone onto uh, Capitol Hill or the White House. They literally attacked the Kremlin. Or playing the two towers and causing three to fall. Yeah. Might as well just, and then having a pass, a half burnt passport fall down three blocks down the street and someone pick it up and it being, okay, I'm not, we're not going to, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> okay. So apparently Russia attacked itself again, just like it did with Nord Stream. Russia is terrible at this stuff. They're really good at hacking. They're amazing at hacking, but they are terrible, apparently, at fighting wars. Okay. So let's Let's, break this down, Joe. There was a drone strike on the Kremlin. Okay. We know that much. Uh, We saw smoke coming out of the Kremlin. Did they think that they were, and they say, and I say they, it's either the Ukrainians or the Americans. Can't, it it can only be one of those two. or Or NATO, which is basically the Americans too. Yeah. Well, so wouldn't they have intelligence that Vladimir Putin wasn't even there at the time when the strike happened, which he wasn't. And number two, I don't even know what I was going to say. Zelensky denied this from even happening. So does Ukraine have drones or are they drones provided by the Americans or are they just American drones? How the hell does a drone get all the way from Ukraine? It had to be someone sitting inside Russia that just did this all this other. there's no way a drone made it from ukraine to russia let's not think it's not a, a chinese spy balloon right so how'd the drone get there was it an inside had attack to had to be had to be maybe it's someone trying to spark a war you ever seen the movie the sum of all fears no okay after we're done wikipedia that and just just go through the plot on wikipedia basically for those listening uh, it makes actually really good sense. There's a globalist force. I think they're actually Nazis. 
that like work behind the scenes and they're trying to get Russia and the United States to fight a war against each other so they could take power after the ashes. And they, I think they set off a nuclear bomb in Baltimore at a football game or something. Um, so that happens. And Russia and the United States are about to go to nuclear war. And then they figure out actually that it was this undercover people that were, that were causing these terrorist events in, in the two countries to get them to go to war. And they, I think they kill all of them at the end. It's like a nice little symphony, symphony, uh, symphony song at the end and everyone's getting killed out of the bad guys but it's like a situation like that where it's almost like maybe they're trying to get russia to bait into like a nuclear i don't know i i don't know it it doesn't make sense for me personally that the americans would do this i i just don't see why they would have intelligence that Putin wasn't even there. But well, the Russia has accused the United States of this attack. Well, here's where it gets weirder. And I don't know if you saw this yet, because I just added this to the, the, the I think it was last night. So in the afternoon yesterday, Ukraine's Air Force confirmed that it shot down one of its own drones in Kiev. It was, an, it was a Ukrainian TB2 drone. So why in the hell would the Ukrainians shoot down one of their own drones inside Ukraine? That's weird. That's what, it's like the movie The Sum of All Fears. If you're listening, just Wikipedia that. It's almost like we're living in that. Not weird, but like yeah. that situation. Because you had one drone that couldn't have flown from Ukraine to Russia, all of a sudden flying to the Kremlin. Who, who sent it? We don't know. And then the very next day, Another, a Ukrainian drone flying into itself that had to be taken out by a Ukrainian missile. The, the, the hell? Yeah. It said that actually it wasn't a, a drone strike with a missile. It was actually a small drone that flew into the dome of the Senate Palace. That caused, a, that caused spark to fire and a plume of smoke was visible in central Moscow. So it wasn't actually a missile strike. It was actually that a drone flew into the Senate Palace. Even weirder. All right. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's strange. Well, I'm sure we'll hear it on at the press briefing over the next couple of days. They, they already just threw up their arms and said, I don't know. And there'll be, another, there'll be another mass shooting or something else next week. We'll forget about all this. Probably, right? All right. Uh, Let's stay in the military. Let's stay in the military here because we might have to go fight at some point here. The way Joe Biden, off topic here a little bit. I've been hearing rumors from people, um, and I can't confirm this or not, but a lot of the people in the that we're sending over to places overseas are minorities. Not that that's a bad thing, but are we going to have like a Vietnam situation where? it's going to seem way more minorities than whites are fighting if we ever get into a war. And do you see how that's going to be a big problem in this country? It could, if that's, if that's true, I don't know how that, how how they would ever find that out. Recruitment's already been down. Recruitment's already been down for the last couple. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing we aren't the best fighting force after all the wokeism. And that's what we're going to lead into now because I don't want to scare you, but 
the U.S. Navy is now deploying a drag queen influencer to boost recruitment with youth. With youth. This is the video. Uh, oh, God. Uh, uh, blowing kisses in the military. Uh, uh, 24-year-old Joshua Kelly. Dancing and performing the alter eagle Harpy Daniels. Okay, I can't. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to start vomiting uncontrollably. But what are we... We're going to lose a major war here. If we keep on fucking around, we're going to find out. I, I would love to know what the... How many active duty troops we have in the Navy, Air Force, and Army? It, it, it's got to be. It's got to be low. Uh, the quality is probably what matters. I mean, throughout history, the largest armies haven't been always the best. Yeah, <laughs> but the quality here isn't really good, Mark. Drag queens. Let's re- let's use drag queens to recruit troops. The village people, the song in the Navy, and and that was uh, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Now we have drag queens. Oh, All right. Uh, Wait, next, tell, point, you tell me at Go one ahead. point where, like, in a war, you're gonna have a guy in the middle of an aircraft carrier in a battle having to put his lipstick on. <laughs> Could happen. Uh, all right. My favorite topic. Do you want to move on to my favorite topic? Probably for the rest of my life. Like when 30 years down the road, we go back, like how people have like 80s parties and 90s parties. I'm going to have COVID parties at my house, I think. People are going to dress up like Dr. Fauci. I told you at my wedding, we had like a surplus of a few hundred dollars left over. And I wanted to get a Dr. Fauci impersonator to show up for cocktail hour. I think I, I don't know if I ever that. told you that or not, but I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, my my in-laws now are just looked at me like, oh, you really want to do this? Uh, I sent you this on Instagram the other day, Joe. Tell tell our listeners what we just celebrated the two-year anniversary of of being able to go outside without wearing a mask, and it's from a tweet from the actual White House, Mark. That's that's the worst part about it. It's a tweet from the White House. Like, come on. Like, do you remember them simpler times whenever the mentality was everyone stay inside until no one dies anymore? Yes. This, that wasn't that long ago. And I'll bring up another one here because you sent me that. And, of course, I had to, like, think back. This is from Kathy Griffin. Actually, this is from ALX on Twitter. Good account to follow. Um, Kathy Griffin. Fourth booster, fuckers. Oh, and CVS gave us eight free COVID tests for getting boosted. You see, when you look back and you realize how dumb people, well, why the hell did you need the COVID test if you just got boosted? <laughs> why did you need any of them? You mentally insane person? Would you do this for polio? <sighs> no, because you would just stop walking and you would say, oh, I might have polio. Uh... Yeah. Well, at least we can go outside without masks. Thank God it's been. Yeah. All right, you want to move on to, uh, I think this could be your favorite murder topic, Joffrey Epstein. Oh, yes. 
Go ahead, Joe. Take us take us into this. I, I'm dealing with something over here. Okay, so this is from Forbes. New Epstein documents show that certain big names continue to spend tra- spend time and travel and solicit favors from Epstein long after he was registered as a convicted sex offender. And some of these are like names that you know have been. If you ever seen the supposed list of flight logs, they're on there. But some of them, Larry Summers. I mean, Woody Allen, whatever. Woody Allen's a weird dude who I think actually married his wife's stepdaughter or something eventually. But a bunch of new documents from Epstein, including emails and schedules, they were obtained apparently by the Wall Street Journal, and they showed that a number of businessmen and other big names continue to spend time with Epstein and traveled with him and asked for favors long after he was a registered sex offender. Like, what? We thought it was just people like Prince Andrew. These are former heads of the, is it former head of the CIA? Or it was someone that was on Biden's campaign. I, I think Biden made him something into the CIA. Um, uh, former- he was the deputy secretary of state, Joe, at the time he was meeting with Epstein. And now he is the director of the CIA. Amazing. He met with Jeffrey Epstein quite a bit. I... Yep. Now, you had a theory that Jeffrey Epstein was actually a uh, CIA operative, which makes a lot of sense when you see this. Um, He was also meeting with Catherine Rumler, and Catherine Rumler was a high-up person in the Obama administration, and she is now, Joe, she was the principal deputy White House counsel and then White House counsel to Barack Obama. And now, Joe, she is the chief legal officer and general counsel, uh, for those of you that watch Succession, the Jerry Keller of Goldman Sachs. <laughs> Why would she be meeting with Jeff Epstein? What did Jeff Epstein actually do for a living where he was making all of this money? No one really knows. No one really knows. This is an unbelievable story. This got leaked out. Uh, these are his uh, his personal calendar apparently got leaked out. This is how all this came to light uh, in the last week or so. Um, I, it, this is just all so bizarre and no one's really talking about it. You, you want to hear my theory? Go ahead. Okay, so no one knows how he got his money. Who he's paid. I think it's pretty clear he was paid probably by our government, which is Big red flag there. But for what? What was the whole purpose of this Epstein Island? You hear all these conspiracy theories. They were going there and sacrificing children. There, There is a temple there, which is which is weird, whatever. Um, or eating children or whatever. But what I think it is, have you ever seen the movie Godfather 2, Mark? I'm sure you have. The One of the sen- greatest movies ever made. Yes, exactly. The senator. Okay, so they get him in a compromised position where he wakes up after sleeping with a prostitute, I believe it is. She's dead. And basically, they have total control of him now because they have it, I think, probably on video or something. What if this island was something along the lines of that? You go there thinking it's going to be like a Las Vegas convention. And you get filmed doing something you're not supposed to be doing and you get, get held as blackmail. But the real purpose is it's all these elites and people like on late night television, people that have mass followings. Is it to get these people to go along with this? world agenda this global reset this wef um 
global initiative that they have going. Is that what it really is? That honestly makes the most sense uh, to me. Uh, the only thing, honestly, Joe, we've talked about this numerous times. We see more things coming to light. He had to have been collecting dirt and blackmailing people on a very large level. And I don't know why it, it, it continued. It was like, well, why do these people keep going there then? If they were, if did they know, they, they obviously didn't know they were getting blackmailed. When they were there. Let's just say that this was the case. So that would make the most sense, Joe, that he was collecting dirt on people. They were being filmed doing certain things. I'm sure Bill Clinton's all through that. You probably have so much footage of him doing God knows what to 15-year-old girls. Um, Bill Gates. Bill, Why would Bill Gates meet with Jeffrey Epstein? I mean, he's one of the wealthiest people in the world, and you're telling me he's meeting with this with this guy? Uh, is it somehow in high society in Washington, D.C. and across the world? All these global elites? This guy, he's the president of Bard College. Uh, what's his name here? Botstein. Uh, he was meeting with uh, Leon Botstein. He was meeting with Professor Noah Chomsky. Wait, what, what is going on? Listen, for, for those that aren't like aware of the Epstein thing at all, Best case scenario for Epstein and for, for everyone involved in the criminality, this was a criminal pedophile massage ring scheme. At best case scenario. Like that that's that's as light as it can be on the ears. Worst case scenario is they were trafficking children or something to these islands and going along with this global initiative. Why would all these people be flying on a private jet to this island? spending days there it's just why are we not privy to this stuff you know yeah what, what whatever happened didn't something i read an article that something under something that epstein's was filled with cement after or they dumped sand in it or something i can't remember it was crazy but then you look at all these other, he had to pay 105 million dollars to the virgin islands for sex trafficking claims and these people probably visited with him after would you do this with jerry sandusky <laughs> And then, and then they fired. Who was it, Joe? They, they, they. Uh, what was it? The, the Virgin Islands, the prosecutor, or something like that. That was recently. Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden went down there or something. On didn't. Wasn't that what happened? And then they got the, the prosecutor was fired. Yes. DA was fired. I think we covered that. There's just been that. That's the problem in today. Usually, stories would stick in the news for weeks, sometimes months. Boston bombing. I, I can give you new. Now we have a mass shooting. It's at, we're, we're, we're still trying to bring up, hey, can we ever get that manifesto, Mr. FBI? Can we see that manifesto that you keep on pursuing to see and you're refusing to release it? There's, somebody, there's huh? Good. No, it was an, somebody has to have information on this that's willing to leak it out without having the threat of being killed by the Clintons um, <laughs> that's willing to do this. What if they, all these people that were killed, like found hanging with a shotgun blast in their chest? What if they were all actually trying to come out and speak about this, and they're just getting killed? Yeah, I, it, it had it, the only thing that could uh, make sense, Joe, as we said, is a global blackmail ring going on, and Jeffrey Epstein was the guy that was running it on behalf of the CIA 
and they funded his entire life. I don't know. And, I don't know what uh, else to say. And all, all that does is raise more questions. Why? The, the biggest question is why? Why? What was the plan? What was the plan for all these people? <laughs> why? What, what's the agenda? Are we, can you let us know, please? Because you guys had a big meeting and called Event 201, and then COVID happened a few months later. Same thing with monkeypox. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Um, okay, let's talk about Joe Title 42. You've been hearing a lot about this actually in the mainstream media. So I wanted to touch upon this uh, for those of you that don't know or aren't aware of what's going on. Title 42 was a Trump-era border policy, uh, we'll call it law, um, that's about to expire. And Title 42 allows border authorities to quickly expel certain migrants citing a public health emergency And this is going to expire, Joe, on May 11th. And according to President Trump, there are approximately 700,000 migrants at or near the border ready to basically come across when this expires on May 11th. Joe, have you been following this at all? It's going to be like Dawn of the Dead. Or what was that? World War Z? With just the, the zombies just clawing at the gates. I'm, I'm telling you, what, what, why not? What, come over here. And do you think like all these people coming over here are just outstanding citizens? No. Some of them, going back to the last topic, are probably pedophiles and shit like that and rapists. You know there are. Right. We're done. It's a, I'm telling you, this is how the Roman Republic fell, or maybe it was the Empire, I can't remember, is they basically just made everyone a citizen and couldn't define their borders. Yeah. This is going to get ugly. Um, they need to do something quick. <laughs> There's too many issues. You got this in the debt ceiling. You got too many things coming up in a matter of three weeks. And all their narratives, COVID, Ukraine, Nord Stream, everything's falling apart at the same time. I don't understand, Joe, the Democrats' rationale for wanting all of these migrants in this country. I mean, it, <sighs> I mean, it's not like they're going to like automatically vote for Democrats when they get here. They probably don't even know what the hell a Democrat and Republican is. But this is from CBS News uh, as of yesterday. Last night, Senate proposal would let U.S. expel migrants after Title 42 ends. Is the Democrat-controlled Senate going to bail us out of this one? Um, It says here, a group of senators on Thursday unveiled a bill that would allow U.S. border agents to continue expelling migrants without court hearings even after a public health order that has authorized these expulsions during the coronavirus pandemic expires next week. The proposal would effectively allow the U.S. government to continue the soon-to-be-terminated Title 42 border expulsion policy for two years without a public health justification. Title 42 set to end on May 11th when the national public health emergency over COVID-19 lapses. That's in six days. So this is uh, from Tom Tillis, Republican and Arizona Senator Independent now, Kirsten Cinema. Uh, working together uh, to make this happen. So uh, also co-sponsored by Joe Manchin and John Cornyn of Texas uh, would require the Department of Homeland Security, Joe, to swiftly expel migrants to Mexico without further hearing or review. So uh, all those listening out there need to pray that this gets passed through and signed quickly because, like you said, I mean, (laughs) these are how countries come to die is is stuff like this. They are preparing for as many as 10,000 migrants to cross the southern border each day 
after Title 42 lapses, which would almost double the daily average in March. 10,000 a day. Add that up. <laughs> Insane. That's just, Joe Biden will get 100 million votes somehow. He'll, he'll, there, there's the votes right there. I mean, if you, if you, if you want to look at it that way, you can, you know, um, that's, that's a, that's an interesting take. That's a hot. Do you, take. do you see why on the last census, why they didn't want you to fill out if you were a U.S. citizen or not? Does it make yeah. sense now? Yeah. Finally. Uh. All right. Let's get into, um, let's see what clandestine's been up to on Twitter, Joe. We've told, been telling our listeners we were going to get more into uh, our boy at work clandestine on Twitter. Uh, this guy is always dropping some heat. And uh, let's see what he's been up to before we get into our headlines from around the world, which are juicy. Uh, Since firing Tucker Carlson, Fox News Channel's ratings in the all-important 25- to 54-year-old demo have fallen off a cliff. In that 8 p.m. hour, the Tucker Carlson, they were down 75% people watching ages 25 to 54. In the Sean Hannity hour, 9 o'clock, they were down 70%. And in the Laura Ingram hour, down 66%. So what's clandestine say to that? Our number one enemy, the mainstream media, is dying before our eyes. We already relegated CNN and MSNBC to join the depths of irrelevancy. Now Fox News will join them. People are turning off the TV. And if they don't get their news from the TV, where do they get it from? I can honestly say I don't, I don't think I've watched Fox News since Tucker Carlson's been gone. I told you this would happen with Fox News. Not necessarily they'd fire Tucker, they'd get rid of Tucker, but that eventually people would just lose interest completely. They'd start, they, they, they'd expose themselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is from uh, ex-Russian leader. All right, we talked about this drone strike, Joe. Russia's ex-leader wants Zelensky dead after Kremlin drone strikes. So clandestine tweets, former president and current deputy chairman of the Security Council, Dmitry Medvedev, calls for the physical elimination of Zelensky. After today's terrorist attack, there are no options left aside the physical elimination of Zelensky and his cabal. Interesting. That's how World War I started, you know, where just all of a sudden a random big high-level up person, you know, that, that's probably, that probably would have been invited to Epstein Island had it been there in the 1900s, is killed. Yeah. So... Uh, what else is clandestine, Sam? Regardless of who you think re- is responsible for the alleged attacks on the Kremlin, the situation is as follows. A nuclear superpower just accused Ukraine of an assassination attempt on their leader. A nuclear superpower that our government is at war with. Get the picture? Read the, ne- the next one is the one that I was going to read. Read the next one after that. Watch, watch, what, watch what it's about to happen. That's a- the U.S. government is about to accuse the Russian government of conducting a false flag on itself. Meanwhile, since 9-11... The U.S. government has been telling us false flags are pure conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat stuff. Which one is it? That's a good point. Like I said, two planes, two floppy winged planes, yeah, crashed into two steel buildings, and somehow three buildings fell in perfect unison into its own, into their own footprints. Eh, probably nothing. Let's go to war for twenty years in Afghanistan and then lose it. You know, yeah. But the jet fuel burned steel beams inside, and they just basically collapsed in on itself. Yeah. Very quickly. Very quickly. Um, so let me get this straight. Russia reports that Ukraine just attempted to kill Putin via drone strike. 
Ukraine is a proxy of the U.S. All the military operations are being conducted via extension of U.S. entities, CIA, State Department, etc. Did the U.S. just try to assassinate Putin? Meanwhile, uh, Zelensky's conveniently in Finland begging for more money. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, do you want to get on to... Oh, uh, I wanted to mention this uh, just came out uh, actually in October. I don't know how we missed this. Boy, this is insane, Joe. Um, I've been waiting to get your take on this. So this, is, this guy was on Joe Rogan podcast. This week, I think it was. And a guy by the name of, um, was it Michael Fox? Is that his name? He's the director of uh, this documentary called Moment of Contact, currently streaming on Amazon and Apple TV. Uh, what do you know about this story, Joe? I signed it to you. I don't know if you, were, if you read it or not or how much information you, you have on this topic. What? What was the name of it again? On the on the moment of contact documentary. I didn't know. I didn't see it at all. Okay. Uh, you... All right. Are you with us still? Yeah. Right. It's not like you're in a uh, in a tunnel. Uh, <laughs> so uh, on January thirteenth, nineteen ninety six, a the United States Air Force allegedly shot down a UFO which crashed six miles from a medium-sized town in southeastern Brazil. And the story goes, seven days later, two sisters, ages 14 and 16, and a 21-year-old friend spotted a tiny, frightened alien with big red eyes crouching by a wall. And the story goes, this is a this has happened in 1996. The documentary just came out um, recently. All right, we'll just say recently. And if you hear these witnesses and these people that are telling this story, honestly, Joe, I actually texted you this. It had me shook a little bit. And they have drawings of uh, apparently the aliens. There were at least two of them. And uh, they, the people of the town claim that there is a horrible, horrible smell uh, near the crash site. And these girls who saw this alien by a wall were so scared. I mean, it's like, these are young girls. Like, why would you, how could you make this up? This isn't something that you just, you're just walking down the road one day and you see this and start running back to your house screaming and, and making the story up. This is insane. So apparently uh, they, they for, uh, I don't know who, but it was Brazilian uh, military basically took this creature, this being, Put him in a truck, and while they were doing that, apparently the alien scratched a uh, one of the military guys, and this guy died like three or four hours later after he was scratched uh, by this alien. They took him to the hospital. Uh, the alien uh, took X-rays, things like that, but this is called moment of contact. It's on. Again, Apple in uh, Apple TV and Amazon Prime Video. And the town was a Virginia, Brazil. Um, people have, it's hard to get information out of some of these people because they were basically threatened, I think, not to say anything, or they don't want to, you know, don't want to come forward because they're afraid of what would happen to them. But look this up, moment of contact. 
if this is true, I, I don't even know what to even say. You know, this is, they call this the Brazilian Roswell. Joe, whatever happened with the UFO? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll we'll, uh, link this to Tucker Carlson because he was really the only one covering UFOs in the mainstream. It sounds crazy to even say that today, but only one covering UFOs in the mainstream media. The the video that got me is when the UFO just dives into the water and disappears. And I kept on thinking to myself, why in the hell? I thought they'd go up into space. Why in the hell would it go down into the water? And also why some of them are triangular shaped or pyramid shaped. I also thought that was weird. But the whole UFO thing, um, it's just, I ask, why now? Why, why, is some, why are we, some of these discloses, whether it be in a TV or from our military even, why are they happening now? So yeah. just this, whatever this it is, is, don't believe the first thing the media tells you about the UFOs. When they start saying something, right. question it, please. So they say, this is the New York Post. They said, if it's, this is made up. They said, this is one of the greatest works of science fiction in history. Most everyone who hears the witnesses tell their story a quarter century later is convinced they're telling the truth. Unlike Jesse Smollett, you saw, I mean, it's very hard to fake a story. He said that this UFO was the size of a school bus, but shaped like a submarine with white smoke leaking out of a gash in its back. All right, so obviously it was hit by something. He compares the UFO to a malfunctioning washing machine rocking and jerking around in the sky. There were also people that testified that the United States Air Force, they called it USAF because they didn't know that it was the United States Air Force at the time, landed in the town like a week later and basically covered up the whole thing, took the aliens and, and took, potentially took the craft back to God knows where. Like men in black. Yeah. This one girl says, what we saw wasn't human and wasn't an animal either. Nowadays, I do think it was a being from another planet. It wasn't a man. It wasn't an animal. What it was, I can't say. Could have been a demon. Yeah, it says, that's what it says. She said, we were children of Catholics and thought it could be a demon. That's why we were so scared. That, that, honestly, I'll sign up for that because when you go back in the Bible and stuff, they talk about, that would make everything in line. When you just replace alien with demon, there you go. Uh, I, I mean, I, this is, I mean, yeah, this, yeah. this is for the, for, for how, what year was this again? You said the 80s or 90s? 1996. 96. This so this is like the, the tech, this isn't like how it was in Roswell. There was, the people knew that, you know, there were aliens, there were UFOs, there were something. Roswell, we didn't, that was the first time ever there was something like that. You have 30 years later for all this stuff, and still, still, I, I just can't believe we're just hearing about this now. It makes me think that, hey, why in the hell was the U.S. government the first ones to land days later? And what yeah. did they do? Like, did Brazil call the U.S. government? Hey, come down here. We got this alien ship. Maybe I you mean, can figure it out. Something shot it down. Someone. This just doesn't, this just doesn't, when you read these things, and, and I'm going to watch the documentary eventually, but these people have to be telling the truth. This is like not something you make up. Like the level of people that were involved in this. 
It's crazy. Well, if they do, it, it, it's a win-win for us because if they do make it up with the level of people, it, it just proves that it, it, something like that could very easily be faked, like January sixth or anything. So, yeah. But this something like this, though, it's 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 crazy that it happened in 1996. You never heard anything about it, and the U.S. government yes, was involved. Yeah. Like we we pay for these taxes. I'd like to Still know where the tax money is going. If it's going to the aliens, hello. National security. They, 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 everything's under the guise, guise of national security. You can't know because it's national security. Bullshit. I'm, I'm an adult. I'm a free-thinking adult. You guys are messing everything up the last three years. You don't deserve to know. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, let's get into our Disclose segment. Um, oh, wow. Uh, this is going to be we, – we need some catching up to do on this, Joe. We have lots of headlines to, go, to read since from the last week. Um, and, and I'm going to start with the one that just came out seven minutes ago, Joe, just in COVID no longer a global health emergency world health organization declares. Congratulations, Joe. Yay. We did it. Everyone celebrate cool in the gang. Um, we don't have Mark from the sound department here, so we can't queue up the song, but I wonder if this is going to hurt the money laundering scheme because COVID was a big racket for the money launderers. Bigger than Ukraine, probably, if you think about it. Trillions compared to hundreds of billions. Right. Uh, U.S. non-farm payroll employment rises by 253,000 in April, beating expectations. The Bureau of Labor Statistics made significant revisions to prior months. February, March, lowered by 149,000. Uh, that means they're just going to keep on raising interest rates. Probably. I mean, if, if people keep on getting hired, it just, we'll, we'll have to bring on someone that can talk the stock market and economy and, and the Federal Reserve. Someone that's a little bit more. I just saw they just raised interest rates another quarter percent uh, this week. Highest interest rates since January of 2001. Wait until it goes there. back. Wait, yeah, wait till we get to the 70s and the 80s. Who's out there keeping score? I was a senior at Center High School, and you were a sophomore, Joe. Yeah. Learn how to drive, and we can get into that, how much gas was if you want to, but let's move on. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth II publicly signaled that she regretted that her grandson, Prince Harry, met his wife, Meghan Markle, calling her evil, and their courtship a complete catastrophe. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) say she's on the money. With that one. Yeah. Privacy. We want our privacy. <laughs> Can you imagine how sick they must have been when they see this, speaking of demons, demon, evil human being and Meghan Markle just absolutely seducing her, her grandson? Yeah. I mean, she ruined the dude's life. Yeah, and she she tore apart the royal family. <laughs> I mean, you... Why don't they just kill her like they did Diana? Right? Uh, <laughs> large she multi- does suck, though. She does suck. Let's be honest. They all suck, but she does suck. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not down with the royals, but if you are 
your your brother is going to be king. Your father is now the king. Why would why would you throw that all away? For this, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Great Britain got a history of. I forget. Well, he was actually in line to be king. That's how Queen Elizabeth came to the throne. Actually, her father. And uh, I think he ran off with an American woman that was like divorced two or three times. Yeah. Grace Kelly. No, no. What, what was the name? Hold on. All right, go ahead. While you're looking at King Edward. King Edward VIII. He married a uh, American woman who was like married like three times or something. Yeah. And like yeah. he had to advocate. 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 Yeah. Well, King Charles III, <laughs> his coronation's coming up, I think, soon. You said they drew a giant penis. Someone, someone mowed a giant penis in the lawn. <laughs> was it uh, someone with a <laughs> by the name of Adam Filippi? <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. If there's anyone that would have done it, it's it's probably him. Flip, if you're listening, happy birthday. And and you may not want to travel to the United Kingdom anymore. Yeah, welcome to the welcome to the forties club. Uh, large multi center study published in Nature finds individuals with COVID nineteen vaccination had a higher risk of all forms of retinal vascular occlusion in two years after vaccination. What the hell does that mean? It, it also could be is that their eyes? Yeah. Maybe their eyes were bulging out from having a mask on 24-7. I don't know. I got LASIK done, what year, Joe? 2015, 16, something like that. They always said, you can come back for a free tune-up anytime you want within 10 years. So I might have to take them up on that. I'd do it again. I I Uh, actually should. I I can't see from very far away. Struggle. it's, It's a miracle. It's a miracle technology. German factory orders slump 10.7. German factory orders slump 10.7 percent month on month in March, one of the largest declines in history. Why? This is the latest sign that Europe's largest economy is facing a steep downturn under the. I love when they use this word: center-left green liberal government. Everything's far right, but anything left is center-left. Yeah. Literally, the biggest cancer. Stain on our society is the center left green liberal, anything in that bucket. Uh, how about this joke? Serbian President Vucic vows an almost complete disarming of the civilian population after mass shootings. Two days in a row. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there were two mass shootings in Serbia Belgrade, one at a school, and then another one the following day. And now the president says he's going to disarm the civilian population. Joe. Disarm, sir, you said Serbia, right? Serbia. Disarm Serbia, a country that goes to war with someone in the Balkans, sometimes even themselves, every couple years? Disarm. I, I, I texted you. I said, I said, who's the president of it? So it sounds very authoritative, authoritarian. Who's the president over there? Slobodan Milosevic again. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to mess with the Serbs. Uh, th- that'll never work in that country. They are literally ever. That's like taking. Uh, no, I can't even think of a comparison. Th- 
they grew up fighting. Like, I feel like you have to join the military. Remember, remember Marko Yoksinovich? Wasn't he Serbian? Yep. He had to flee over here because they wanted him to serve in the Serbian army at like 16. I know. Uh, okay. We're going to get into this in a second, but uh, the, the follow-up to this. A recent Gallup poll finds that about half of adults in the United States worry about their money, safety, and banks. Joe. Yeah. Why, why do you think they're worried? Uh, Jerome Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, we, we, we had how many banks fell? Like two or three. The one was, I think, the 14th biggest bank in the United States. So it wasn't a top 10, but still, it was the second largest bank failure in American history. And then we had Jerome Powell come out, raise interest rates, and hit his speech saying, reaffirming that the banking crisis is a, is about over. I think he said it's about over or nearly over. And then you had three banks. I don't think they failed, but they went down like 50 or 60% the next day or that night yeah. even. First Republic Bank failed. Didn't you really hear a lot about on the media, did you, Joe? Nope. You know who bought First Republic Bank, Joe? I believe it was JP. Was it JP Morgan? JP Morgan. So the, the largest bank in America acquires the 14th largest bank in America. And keep in mind, this is after Jim. I'm, I'm not a financial advisor. This is after Jim Cramer advised you to buy Silicon Valley and the other bank, I believe. Said it was one of the stronger looking banks. They both went under. They apparently the FDIC seized control of the bank and auctioned it off. And JP Morgan won the auction. This is from Reuters. And for a, uh, they won the auction for $10.6 billion they bought the bank for. I, I hear it's a really good deal for like an amazing good deal. Probably is. For them. Only, only for them, though. Yeah. My Lord. Let's, uh, just, have one, let's just have one bank. Yeah, we're getting there. European Central Bank hikes interest rates by 0.25%. PacWest Bank Corp plunges over 50% in after-hours trading on reports that weighs strategic options, including a sale. uh, I think the sale fell. One of those, the sale with, it was a Canadian bank, I think. It fell through, and that that caused the stock to just go down like 50 or 60%. It might have been that one. If not, it was a, it was another one. But there was three that yeah. went down like over 50% that day. Yeah. So the European Central Bank raised interest rates 0.25%, as well as the Federal Reserve. Uh, that was as of like, two days ago. We didn't talk about, and I'm sure we'll get to it next week, but uh, the FBI uh, record allegedly reveals that then-Vice President Biden was engaged in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national. Uh, Chuck Grassley and James Comer, uh, senators, Republican senators, demand are demanding that the FBI uh, records with anything related to this situation while he was vice president. We don't know who the foreign national was. Could be someone in Ukraine, could be somewhere in who knows where. But... Um, Again, not getting a lot of traction in the mainstream media. What's going to happen is this is going to link up with this Hunter Biden paternity suit because you, uh, I don't know civil law, but at some point, Hunter Biden's going to have to disclose his income, right? So why wouldn't the judge ask him, hey, wait a minute. I see you're selling these paintings for this money. That's good. What about this laptop stuff? The stuff that's on this laptop, is this real? Were you really making all this money 
from these corporations being on these boards of these energy companies. That's going to leak out, and it's eventually going to probably lead into all this. Mark my words on this one, please. Mark my words. Does that sound like that sound like a smart theory yeah. there, Mark? Um, yes, and you can be assured that CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News will not cover this. I've been saying it before. You have to go to independent media sources like Thinking Logically, other podcasts, Breaking Points. Uh, things like that, to get the actual news of what is actually happening. It's the only way you're going to find out what's going on. You know what? I I have to – something that really irks me is at the press um, briefings, Karine Jean-Pierre always uses the term when talking about the debt ceiling that we're not deadbeats, we pay our debts. And I'm thinking, like, is the word deadbeat with Hunter Biden in court for ignoring his daughter and not paying any child support is deadbeat the best adjective to use. Right. Does no one else see it but me? That's I should just do play by plays on these press briefings. That'd be great. I would pay to watch that. We could try should to start, sign Ernie Kirsten thinking, for him. You should start a thinking logically YouTube channel and then have like your face in the bottom, like right, and then with the press briefing going on and you just like talk through it. That'd be great. Yeah. She, she would somehow probably get me taken off. She, she would somehow get me thrown out from the bottom yeah. of the screen, I'm sure. She'll go. She'll go. Look. <laughs> Anyone I didn't call on. Anyone I haven't called on. Yeah. Simon guy just waving his arm until it falls off. Yeah. Protesters interrupt talk with Blinken, demand freedom for WikiLeaks Julian Assange on World Press Freedom Day. That's World Press Freedom Day. I believe they also ask about Julian Assange. Hey, Speaking of Press Freedom Day, where's Julian Assange? That's what you call an oxymoron. <laughs> Brazilian police raid Jair Bolsonaro's home over COVID certificate. Whatever the hell that means. Um, I'm guessing maybe fake COVID uh, vaccination cards or past something. I don't know. Probably something along the lines of that, I guess. But just goes to show you, they're really going to raid him too after after they raided Trump. It, it, is it just one giant mirror image? Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Iran sees a second oil tanker in a week. So Iran is seizing oil tankers there. And you can see this footage of just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten ships around this oil tanker. Uh, This is... is... (laughs) How did we get here? This dude really messed it up this freaking bad. Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, in two years. Three two years. He immediately lost Afghanistan after what a few months? Then we had Russia invading Ukraine, China sending spy balloons. Yep. Who all collapsed? Ethiopia, Miramar, Sudan's collapsing. What the what the hell? Did did he really fuck it up this bad? <laughs> and now we have oil tankers being seized again. At least it's not by pirates. Uh, How did you fuck it up that bad in two and a half years? <laughs> that's what we want our listeners to think about. That's, that's the question we want you to ask yourself. Every day they're talking World War III now and assassinating, assassinating leaders. That's a, great, that's a great segue. U.S. allies prepare for possibility of war over Taiwan, according to Axios. Why are we going to war over Taiwan? I mean, I guess 
I guess that's a little bit better than Ukraine. That's because we actually use stuff from Taiwan. But why can't we just talk to China about this? I don't. Uh, instead, we sent a giant aircraft carrier group over, and we did an episode on that with with the Japanese Navy and what happened with that. But this, this is, is where, just... yeah, this is where I this part I, I can't understand. Joe, help me understand this. If we hear about the Bidens and you know their connection with China and their business dealings in China. So why would we go to war with China if if the Bidens are in bed with China? Uh, that that's a very good point. I, I don't know. I don't. That's the part I don't get. But according to Axios, a war between the United States and China over Taiwan would be a nightmare scenario for America's allies in the Pacific. But it's becoming increasingly clear what roles they might play if one breaks out. So, uh, and this, and we go on this the next one here. Taiwan's president met John Bolton, former U.S. national security advisor at her official residence. What in the hell would you be meeting John Bolton for? Michael Bolton, I could see. Michael Bolton. John Bolton. So John Bolton is Mr. Warhawk. That's not good. We need more Michael Bolton. <laughs> yeah. Uh the United States ends travel ban for unvaccinated international travelers on May 11th. Joe, Novak Djokovic can play in the U.S. Open. Wait, why May 11th? Why not today? Today's <laughs> May 5th. This is like in World War One. We're like, okay, we have 10,000 people dying a day. We're all set for peace. We all agree on the peace. But you know what? We're going to do it. It's November 3rd or 4th. We're going to call for the peace at the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. So November 11th, you know. We'll, we'll call the peace then. No more fighting. But until then, let's just kill as many people as possible. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's just, it's, it's over. COVID's been over. You've been teasing us about this for how, for a year, it feels like. May 11th. Are you going to have a party? No, no. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little bit sad. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to miss some of the time. <laughs> I, might, I might actually do like a sad video of all the. Remember the people wearing like three masks and then I, I would drive an Aliquippa in the tobacco store. I'd see people get out of their cars. Sometimes they already have a mask on. They put three masks on, go in, buy a pack of cigarettes, and then come outside and just smoke out of the side of the mask. I'm not making this up. I remember we were, it was after a football game or something like that. We were out to eat and one of the guys we were working with, uh, had a mask on at the restaurant we were at and he would pull his mask down and put his food in his mouth and then would chew his food with the mask back over his mouth. Disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the, and, and honestly, the mental illness to think, what are you going to do next? Hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. When you walk past people. <laughs> the, the best was whenever they remember when Tom Wolf changed the and this is gonna be the last one we could move on. Remember whenever Tom Wolf changed the rules like in the middle of the afternoon? Me and my wife were going to the market district in Robinson, and uh, it was fine. We were in market district, and then we went to where was it? It's the Asian place like across the street. It's not Jimmy Wan's, I, I can't remember what the name of the place is, but the rules just changed. You got to wear a mask while you're sitting down now, unless you order appetizers, <laughs> and you can't yeah. serve alcohol anymore. And I was like, why? Alcohol, I was told alcohol kills the virus. <laughs> like if, 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 if a coronavirus lands on your drink and there's co sugary Coke versus 80% vodka in there, what do you think the virus is going to die quicker in? 
Good point. But I don't know. I don't know. So, yes, I will be a little bit sad, but I will throw. I, I, there will be COVID parties in the future. Love it. Great idea. Uh, U.S. military is tracking another balloon, Joe. <laughs> over, I saw, what? over Hawaii or something. This, uh, I mean, I'll follow this one, but. Over Hawaii, what? listen, they better not screw this up for me because I'm going back in January. Why are they? Why are we getting beat by this nineteen, this Zeppelin technology from the early, the early twentieth century? The balloons, the balloon invasion. Uh, more than one hundred and ten nations are developing central bank digital currencies, says IMF chief. Inflation uncomfortably above targets and not decelerating as quickly as thought, says IMF chief Kristalina Georgieva. There may be more vulnerabilities in the banking sector, she added. So there are going to be more vulnerabilities. Count on it. We will have digital currencies, digital dollar, digital euro by 2030. And then I don't, I don't want to say goodbye to your privacy because the only true privacy when it comes to financial transactions today is strictly cash. Um, but I worry are about their – Are we going to have their, to accept it? What's that? Are we going to have to accept a digital dollar or digital currency? Like, can't we just say, like, no? You guys have literally fucked everything up the last three or four years. Just, no, stay out of my life. I mean, what if, what if there's no ATM machines? What if there's no cash? I'll, honestly, I'll barter. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'll do, but I, I'm not going to get a digital dollar. I, I, I'll, I'll find some way. I mean, everything's pretty much tracked now, but I worry about their ability to control what you spend money on oh you don't like the war going on in ukraine and the money we're spending there we'll just shut shut off your bank account bye-bye they they did it with them hey they wouldn't let you grocery shop unless you wore a freaking mask two years ago do you remember that everyone do you think do you think they're gonna let you do activities of daily life and all this stuff and just go around and be a free member of society with one bank or two banks or three banks and a digital dollar no wake up sheeple people People, people. All right. Uh, outgoing Mayor Lori Lightfoot pleads with Texas Governor Greg Abbott to stop sending migrants to the sanctuary city of Chicago, calling it dangerous and inhumane. What kind of city is it? Sanctuary. They, they asked for this, and then you deliver what they ask. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Severe clashes in Paris. Police hit by firebombs. I wonder if this is like an Antifa, like a little bit where there are instigators in the crowd. There's people trying to peacefully protest the fact that they're raising their retirement age. And then they have these instigators that are making them all look bad. Regardless, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to watch, though. Makes for, yeah. makes for good stories. U.S. Treasury says the, count, the country's banking system is sound and resilient after regulators seized First Republic Bank and sold it to J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan CEO Diamond says banking system is sound. After assimilating First Republic Bank expects more consolidation. Yeah, there, more bank failures are coming. And I don't know what's going to happen with this debt ceiling, but they're going to have to print more money. So printer, right. printer is coming. Printer. Game of Thrones fan. The Iron Bank. We need an Iron Bank. Yeah. Aaron Bank of Bravo. CIA's William Mearns, we touched upon this. Goldman's Catherine Rumler. Noah Chomsky, a Kissinger consultant. 
Oh, he forgot to mention a Rothschild and others met with sex offender Jeffrey Epstein in the years after his conviction. All right, good for them. Good for them. He's Jeffrey, outstanding citizen. FBI informant, CIA agent, whatever he is. We don't know. We're not allowed to know, actually. We're just, we're mm-hmm. just citizens. That's all. Can't ask questions. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Brazil's lawmakers are poised to vote on a new contentious bill aimed at censoring alleged disinformation next week. The legislation presented by a Communist Party member was pushed through at speed by the government led by Lula da Silva. The best part about Brazil and Lula, wasn't he in jail? Not allowed to run for president and somehow he got out of it and became president. Good for him. It's a great story. They should do a movie on that. Yeah. Starring, starring, starring some black actor. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, from our Catholic corner, we have seen some. I've well, been critical of Pope Francis, but uh, we saw him meet with Kevin McCarthy this week uh, in the Vatican. And as a few days ago, Pope Francis strongly denounces gender ideology and abortion, citing both as examples of ideological colonization during a speech in Hungary. Joe, finally, we get some positive news from Papa Francesco here. Yes, the corn pope. The corn pope. (laughs) Um, No, it's, anytime, I feel like anytime something like this happens where you give the pope, the pope props, something terrible ends up happening like the next week with the Catholic church or with him or there's something. So, Um, U.S. military arms warplanes in the Middle East with bunker-busting bombs for the first time in message to Iran from the Wall Street Journal. Um, okay. you, raccoon dogs in Wuhan did not spread COVID to humans. A new in-depth genetic analysis shows. Oh, wow. I have, to, I have to go back and do all my research over again. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's wrap up here. Uh, we'll yeah. do a couple more. Justice Minister Bushman, I'm sorry, biological men who change their gender cannot escape possible conscription in case of war, according to the draft law of the center-left green liberal government in Germany. Well, that's good news, I guess. I don't know. Would you really want a tranny in the foxhole with you? Like, I, I mean, I'm not being rude, but yeah. we got to draw a line somewhere here with this. Yeah. Um, BBC chairman resigns as of about a week ago. Hmm. And we'll end there. That's about the last week or so of uh, headlines from across the world from our Disclose segment. Brought to you by Solmona Imports. Uh, Joe, that's all we got for today. Anything else? We have this day in history. Uh, before you do yes. that, um, I'll, I'll uh, say my goodbyes. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Please, 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 please share this out. Uh, we're getting a lot of listeners from across the country, literally across the world, different countries, things like that. Um, keep checking back here in this space for new breaking information. We'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, have a great weekend again. Find a traditional Latin mass out there, folks, and be a force multiplier. Joe, take, tell us what happened this day in history. Okay, so this day in history, Alan Shepard Jr. made a 15-minute suborbital flight in his Freedom 7, which I believe he named himself, spacecraft.
becoming the first U.S. astronaut to travel in space. He would later actually be the fifth astronaut to walk on the moon, but today in history, he was the first American to enter space. Mark, you know my thoughts on space and, more importantly, the the moon landing. Uh, I'm going to say 51% chance... This uh, Not this event. He probably did fly into the upper atmosphere and maybe space. But the moon landings are about as real as the ghost of Kiev. And I'm sure we're going to get into that episode, into that topic at a later date here. But that's one of the conspiracies along with 9-11 and that. But this day in history, Alan Shepard made the first suborbital flight as an American in his Freedom 7 spacecraft. This has been Thinking Logically. Thank you for tuning in.